am I um to understand that we are getting ready to open the schools? Mm. And we're gonna send the chilling back to school. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Is that what it's looking like? I, yeah. I didn't really know if um we received some good news that's gonna make it safe. For the kids, because I always thought that once we saw the kids go back to school, that was a big indication that everything was a lot safer. And then, you know, parents could be free to go back to work and then boom, it's on. But um, well, you did say we can't get back to normal until the kids get into school. Well, that's true. That's the biggest part of normal. And if you think the kids are and eh, the kids are probably faring the worst out of all of us on this. Um. You know, because after it was like, okay, long vacation, a kid kind of gets to the point where a lot of kids like school, actually, you know, and then and they miss their friends and they miss the social aspect. And it's teaching them a lesson. But I, I just think that now if, you, you, if you're trying to make an argument that the damage being done to kids being at home, losing a year of all of that in their most formative years, I, I could see that. I just don't know how we get around the pandemic. And I'm concerned about this. And I don't know any other way to put it. Let's say we let the schools. <clears throat> Hold on. <clears throat> let me play this audio clip. And then I do have a question for parents and teachers. If we have teachers listening. 727-579-1025, 800-771-1025. This is the news clip that I heard. It's from ABC Action News. The Florida Department of Education is now requiring all Florida public K-12 schools to reopen brick and mortars in August. ABC Action News reporter Lauren Rosella shows us what that means for you and your family. Now, as a family, you can still choose e-learning or virtual school for your child. But what this executive order does is require school districts to open to in-person classes five days a week. Hillsborough school leaders say that eliminates hybrid options for reopening, like having kids return to in-person classes just a few days a week and do e-learning the rest of the time. Education Commissioner Richard Corcoran saying how critical it is for schools to fully reopen this fall, not only to keep kids learning, but to allow parents to return to work. Under the order, districts will be required to monitor student progress and report that data back to the state. The order also provides some extra support for remote learning students. That includes in-person instruction as well as services for English language learners and students with individualized education programs. But keep in mind, this order is only temporary and only applies to the upcoming fall semester. Okay, so that was from ABC Action News. Hmm, so what it sounds like to me, and this is, these are the public schools, sounds like to me if you have the means to keep your kids at home, you, you're probably going to do that. Yes. That's what I heard. All I heard was the, the poor kids are going back to school. <laughs> hold on, hold on. The poor, the poor kids are going back to school so their essential working parents can get even more essential. And by essential, I mean we only just call you that. <laughs> Listen, I don't think you're too far off from the truth with that um, assessment. The, I watched a little bit of the president's roundtable discussion on education. I listened to a bunch of teachers speak. And I have a, a, a great, a high respect level for teachers, especially good teachers. I mean, everybody knows that one teacher 
that it only takes one. I look at it like all teachers, because they choose to do that job, that's a job of passion. It, all teachers are good, but there's one teacher, and it might have taken all those other teachers to do their little part, but one teacher turned on a light bulb for you. And the other teachers probably had to do something to help get you there. So um, at, my mother was a teacher, always had a favorable uh, opinion of teachers. But when I heard these teachers were talking about how they wanted to safely open the schools back up for the kids, and then they, they would throw in the word safely. But when they were thanking the president and everything, they, one lady was running down how thankful she was to be there, and she wanted to personally thank the president for defeating ISIS. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I see what this is. It was just a bunch of teachers and educators that were all basically on the page of screw the virus, let's open the schools. The virus is not as more important in education. That was the whole tone. Like, let's get a bunch of people that agree with me, some very respectable teachers that have very um, distinguished careers and leaders in their community type of thing. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, this is now. This is the question that I have. If we open the schools back up. And it could be here. It could be anywhere. If we open the schools back up with the plans that they're going to implement, all of the safety measures, the social distancing, whatever standards that they do that parents will sign off on and let their kids go back to the school. The question I have is, when would you say that that's a failure? Because this isn't like a bar. Like, at what point would you say we jumped the gun on this and we sent the kids back? Would it have to be a, a teacher dying? Would it have to be an infection level of teacher, staff, or students? Would it have to be a number of students dying? Because that's what messing this up would look like. I think what I think it would be a, a number of uh, teachers being infected. You you have three teachers that all have it. You got to shut the school back down. Okay, so maybe even two. Okay, so if this. Okay, I see you said it like, okay, so if teachers start getting infected, because it wouldn't just happen in one place. Right, right. So if teachers start getting infected, yeah, you say two. Yeah, you got it. And, and man, that, that kind of sounds like two of them can catch it coming to work, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stopping at the 7-Eleven to get one of, those, uh, one of those break apart donuts. It's like a donut, but donut holes, and you can break them apart. Oh, man, it's so good. I miss 7-Eleven. <laughs> hey, they still when, make them. <laughs> when, the, when the last time y'all been to a Seven Eleven? Oh. You know, you would be surprised if I were to leave the house right now. If they gave the, if Trump got on TV right now and said, "Underlying conditions, it's all good. Go outside, get you some." If he said that on TV, and then, but he had to gyrate two times when he said, "Get you some," I would go straight to a Seven Eleven and um, go shopping. They have a peach cobbler ice cream, Jr. That's the truth. Mm. Yeah, peach cobbler, bro. All right, I'll try it out. Okay. Want to make sure you do. What do you think about opening the schools back up, JR? I I mean, they got to do what they got to do, but I feel like it's they're going to you're going to expose a lot more people than than you wanted to, you know? Um you're going to have like a lot of uh staff and and stuff. Like I remember when I was in school, a lot of my staff they were older. They were like 50 and above. I never really had a hot teacher. Or, or, or young, really? You didn't yeah, have or, I mean, I had like one or two, but they're all they're they're much older. So you know, you're putting them at risk. And on top of that, you know, for me, if I was going through this right now, what we're going uh, through as a teenager, I wouldn't take it as seriously. I would, I would make I would be a, you know I would make it as a joke and think about a lot of high school kids or 
kids in middle school or kids in elementary school that yeah, probably, you know what I mean? They're not, they're not going to be as serious about it as an adult. Yeah, then you wipe out your grandma. Yes, exactly. You don't want to carry that burden around as a teenager. Exactly. You'll yeah. never recover. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, yeah. you had to kill your grandma. Yeah, yeah. man, damn. And, and your favorite teacher, they used to give you A's just for showing up. Yeah. Um, the hotter teachers I found when in my K through twelve public school, Leon County School System, Tallahassee, Florida. Um, I found the hotter teachers to be in my elementary school, the K through five. When I say hotter, I just mean younger. Younger, yeah. By the time yes. I got to high school, there the women, the the women that were teachers were like mother figures to yes. me. You yeah, know. and and that's how I felt. Except like, for Mr. Walters, you, okay, he was a man. He okay, was not a mother figure. Father figure good. then? No, he wasn't a father figure. He was a geometry teacher. He looked a little. He looked a lot like the dude. What's his name? Walter White. He had that kind of temperament. <laughs> oh yeah, he had yeah, that I temperament. Like he yeah. was very serious and he was passionate about parallelograms. <laughs> I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> But he was, um, you know, and I was like one of the only kids in the class paying attention to him. Mm. So, but what were we talking about? Sending the kids back to school. You yes. you think that, yeah, you, you think back to when you were in school. There were a lot of older, older people in the support roles around, and the teachers too. And think about how many thousands of kids. Like, I remember, all right, so I went to Boone High School in Orlando, and I was in downtown Orlando. Uh-huh. We had about 5,000 kids in that school. So, yeah. I guarantee you one person eventually within those couple of months might i'm not saying that it's going to happen but might get it so think about if that one person exposes a lot of other people a lot why, of other students you know why wouldn't you just okay so have the kids well no i guess he i was gonna say have the teachers on a tv screen yeah the, but then you might as well keep them at home right well yeah they're gonna run wild in the school yeah you gotta have some sort yeah. of order and there's not gonna be yeah. any organization you're gonna have a lot of kids like you know, thinking that like especially like juniors and seniors, even freshmen, like they're just gonna be, yeah, they're just they're just gonna do whatever they want anyway. You, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and think about it like this: you know, when uh, parents leave out of town, there's always that party. You know, and the, yeah. th- those kids are gonna be exposed within that party, and then go back to school. Like it's. I do realize, just like the economy, you do have to open the schools up at some point because the economy can only open up so much without kids being in school. I just don't know if that time is now. You make that decision based, you say, in August. It's going to start in August. There's a lot of prep that goes into that. And I, I'm just wondering if it's just too soon. It's, uh, and what if that's my only opinion? Mo, Mo what, if I, what if I, as a parent, I don't have the means to stay at home? Well, I can't write stay at home and make sure my kid logs on for the e-learning. But I just don't feel like it's safe. You know, I have to work, but I still don't feel like it's safe for my kid to go to school. Right. I, I don't know where, what's going to fill in the gaps there. I guess you're going to have to. I, well, the, the, the school will send you notice. They, you can be attached via email to know that they are not doing their lessons. Okay. Man, they, you, that's, you're, that's they can only get away, with, get away with that for a day. Huh. Yeah, because I, I should have had some kids. <laughs> yeah, I, I had that situation where I would receive emails that would say uh, Legends lesson plan is incomplete. He needs to blah, 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 blah. So so there is a monitoring system for the online setup. So if the kid comes in and they did not bring their homework, you can get alerted on that. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah they're Man, set up for that. That's like, yeah. uh, that's like Big Brother for real, like Big, <laughs> big Daddy. Uh, we got a, we got uh, we got a few people on the line. One of them being a teacher. If you want to hear about a protocol or, or okay, let's talk to whoever. I don't have my thing up. Who who do we have? Uh, we have Paul, Cindy, and Nicole. Let's talk to Paul. Hey, Paul, how's it going? You're on the bone. Thanks. Hey, uh, first of all, shout out to Mo for turning me on to uh, Everybody on a Move by Michael Friante. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, um, latest data I've been able to uncover is that if you're under the age of 34, you have a 0.0005% chance of dying from COVID. Mm-hmm. Of dying? In other words, you're of dying. Right. And who cares if you get the infection if you don't die from it? Well, I don't think that that's quite accurate. There's quite a bit of damage that people have suffered, even though they made a full. Well, as far I don't know what you consider a full recovery if you have permanent damage to your organs. But not young people. Um, I mean, the people it's affecting are um, vastly over 55. I I understand. Are you are you a uh, are you a teacher? No. Okay. No, but I, I, okay. I think that the numbers speak for themselves. If you're trying to decide whether to open up schools, and if you don't, I mean, the, the damage done by not opening things up is far worse than what the virus is doing. I don't, I don't I, think... I also wanted to talk about the, okay. the happiness thing real quick. Okay, go um, ahead. I was, I was depressed for about 10 years back in the 80s, you know, very suicidal the whole time. And uh, I made a conscious decision to not to just embrace life and since then i have what does and that mean what does that then? what does that mean embrace life you wake up one morning and i'm gonna embrace life what was the first thing that you did to embrace life i decided to believe in a, a higher power okay you you found something to start to fill the void you found something to belong well, to something I, to believe I, in i made a, i made a conscious choice i made a blind leap of faith because intellectually intellectually i was an agnostic okay and i made a blind leap of faith to say that there is a supreme being and i i i tell you since then i've been homeless on several occasions and the other side of my personal spectrum is i made a quarter million dollars in 18 months and my happiness level is pretty flatlined throughout the whole time because I choose to be happy, just like Jr. said. It's a choice. I choose to be happy. Well, and is, I, I t- is that choice easier with five hundred thousand dollars in your pocket? Well, of course, you're not concerned. You don't have the worries that you do when you have nothing in your pocket. And I but, think that the stress is a part of the unhappiness. Well, now see, you can control the stress. If you mm. take a big picture view of things, I mean, I don't worry. It does. It, it never, you know, it never matters what my financial situation is, or if I, I, if I, if I think I'm going to be broke in a month, I don't care. I just have this like Forrest Gump view of life where I just embrace life and I, I trust that the universe is going to provide, and it always has. Do you have a family, sir? I, I have two kids in college. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was I was married to a smoking hottie for 22 years. <laughs> then, she, then, she, then she dumped me for a a rich guy from New York. Oh, 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Now, how did that affect your happiness level? Oh, that didn't. I mean, the only reason I didn't want to get divorced was because of the kids. They were they were in their mid-teens. Oh, and man. I just begged with her to just wait until they were out of high school at least. But she couldn't see, you know, straight to do that. Yeah, but in your defense, you hit it for the hot 20th, the 20th hot years. Uh, I'm telling you, man. Nah, he had to teach her. She, 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 I mean, <laughs> the other dude benefited. And, and, and insatiable, too. Was, all yeah, right, man. I mean, okay. <laughs> okay man. Right. man, this call is all over the place. All right, man. Oh, some very, very interesting observations. Um, you, you just you chose to be happy. So, all right. Hey, man. Well, thanks for calling. And take care. My my pleasure. I enjoy the show. All right. Thank you for listening. Be safe, man. Now, wait a minute, Mo. What about this? When I had more money, I had more fun. But fun and happiness are two different things. Uh, uh, yes. Like, I can go do something to have. Some people go do things that are destructive to hide. You can go do something fun to hide, to hide whatever you don't want to deal with. And I use my money. I got money so I can do things to cover up the fact that I'm not really happy. Well, yeah. Well, I, I would say this. While money can't make you happy, well, yes, if you're, go- if you're yeah, gonna yeah. be sad, it's easier to be sad with money. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. No money. I, I I reject that though. Money can make you happy. Oh sure, if you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, it can though. Like for real. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> well, I mean, because everything that our society is based on, by and large, whether we whether it's important to us and first and foremost in our life, it's around finances. Mm-hmm. Everything is kind of around money. Now, to some people, they're like, some people are, I think some people, most people just want a nice life for themselves and their family. They're not looking to get wealthy. They're just looking to have a little extra in the bank so they don't have to worry, so they can take a vacation, show their kids some cultural things so they don't end up being heathens. You know, just like normal America. To me, that's what America is. Everybody's trying to, you know, and then boom, you get a new car every now and right. then. Right. Like, boom, every now and then you have another baby or something with your wife or somebody. And it just kind of goes on like that. Wanted to hear from people's opinion on sending kids back to school. Is it too soon? Are we doing more damage with them being at home? How do you measure that damage? By how much they get on your nerves? I don't know. Let's talk to Cindy on line two. Cindy. Hello. Hello, Hi, Cindy. Kevin. How's it going? Good. Hello, Mo. And how do you do? Hello. What up? I think it's too soon. Okay. Um, in Florida. In Florida. Right. Um, you think and maybe a couple other states. What about, I mean, so what is the plan then? We just wait it out? Do we get, I mean, what, what do we do then? No, we don't wait it out. Super important kids get back to school. They super need the socialization. They're teachers. They need all of that. It's going to be a damage for them psychologically years to come. But they're a part of the population, and they're going to go into schools, be around the school adults. They're going to go home, be around the adults and their grandparents. Mm-hmm. And think that these kids are not contagious 
is crazy. I mean, people are not bothering with the science of this. If you look at the, the math on it, kids do not present the conditions that are affiliated with COVID. They don't have the coughing. They don't have the things that most people go, oh, they might have COVID. They have inflammation, feet, hands, rashes, things that, that because their immune systems are so young and actually super able to repair themselves, they present in a different way than adults do. They also are less contagious. But that doesn't mean they're not contagious. And right now, especially in the U.S., there are at least two, probably multi, forms of coronavirus that are spreading. It has morphed. Mm -hmm. And some is more contagious than others. Some goes more to respiratory. Others go more to inflammation. You know, like a different form of it goes one way. The other form of it goes the other way. And right now, we're in a spike in Florida. This is insane to think we mandatorily send kids back to school right now. All right. I, okay, I hear you, Cindy. Well, uh, thanks for calling. Thank you. All right. Let's I mean, go. Oh, go ahead, I, I was just going to say, I mean, we understand the ones that are pushing. It's, you know, it's like anything that's going on nowadays. It's all political. And, you know, certain people don't want to go into an election season and the I, kids aren't in school. I just don't know how you can politicize a pandemic <laughs> and basically tell people you fit this demo based on this data that's almost, what, six months old, <laughs> that <clears throat> you will be okay. People telling people they're going to be okay is that scary. Oh, absolutely. And while you may not see how you can politicize a pandemic, I don't. You, certainly, you certainly see it happening, though. Dude, that would be... That's almost like you get sick and you go to the hospital and they go, well, who did you vote for? I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, that's what it seems like. When you tell me you're politicizing a pandemic, it just sounds like, hey, once again, with all of the unemployment, let's roll this back like a whole bunch of years where I've said it plenty of times. I've said it on this show and every show I've been on. Why is our health care tied to our employment again? I'm sure all the people that are applying for unemployment, record numbers, they don't have health care. I guarantee you they don't. But what if you could have health care and not have to worry about the status of your job or not? Now you're not stuck to a job because you're sick or your kids may be sick. And now, I mean, it's just it's so many upsides to it. Um, and anybody who's sick right now, you're out of work and you lost it because of this pandemic. Wow. Isn't it crazy that a health, a potential health care issue and you don't have health care. Right. But they want you to go work the job. You know, what if you go back out to work, this place is open with other standards they have. I don't even know how you can trust the standard. I, I don't know. I, I just hear people say, yeah, we're uh, social distancing and no mask on and we wiping stuff down. But that's all they say. I mean, if that works for you, I just think that people need to make, well, you got to make your own decisions. But I think people should put a little bit of extra thought into those decisions right now because you're not going to hear probably from some ruling authority that you should be careful, as careful as you should be. They start throwing them stats at you like your grandmama, not a stat, like your aunt or your uncle's a stat. Right. And then that right there just means it hasn't really touched you yet. I don't know. I feel sorry for the um, 
that's going to be a mess, man, with the teachers and everybody else. And I don't necessarily know that teachers are 100% on board with this. Let's talk to another Cindy on line four. Cindy? Hi. Hey, thanks for holding. How you doing? Hello. Hey, Cindy, how yeah, you doing? I'm doing good. All right. Good, good, good. Um, born and raised in Tampa, so long-time listener. All right. But moved to Pennsylvania about a year ago. So just wanted to give you another side of the story. Okay. So my husband and I, my husband's in law enforcement. I manage a hotel that has not closed during this pandemic. So by no means are we poor. I wouldn't even categorize that. But if they don't open school, and I'm looking for your opinion, your guidance, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, it was already tough when they closed it down early. But... You know, just letting you know, it's not just a, a a poor people thing. Well, no, no, I'm no, that's know? not that's not that's not what I was just saying. That only poor people. It, it basically with the schools opening in Florida, it basically said if you don't have right. to send your kids here, don't do it. And the people that could just sit back and go, well, that's an option for us. Our kids can do it at home, or they can do it at school, and probably will fare reasonably the same. Take out the social or whatever. Um, I was just saying right. that. I was just saying that what happens, Cindy, what is your concern level with the virus? A lot. I, I work for a hotel. We have not closed. So every day I battle people not wearing masks. It's mandatory up here. It's always has been. So, so the public is just not listening. But but you, you, you come home and then you have your kids. They're going to now go to school. You're and right. They're, they're going to be out and they come home and that's going to. That's going to multiply the risk of infecting maybe the adults at the home. No, you're right. There's no, I mean, I don't know what the answer is, but yeah, I just want to give you a little perspective from two essential worker households that, you know, we oh, I, haven't stayed home during all of this. Cindy, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of um, the, uh, the essential workers having to make choices, especially with the kids and, and everything. I just yeah. think, I just I just think that we ha- should have uh, <clears throat> we, we, we didn't have a better plan in the beginning. I think going forward, letting the kids go back Agreed. to school too early can be a part of a bad plan. We don't need to do anything that makes it worse because I don't think you're going to be OK with your kid getting covid and saying, oh, I don't feel I'm, I'm OK. I don't feel that. bad. I don't think you even want to roll the dice and take that ride. Totally agree with you. But what's our option? Like, Ooh, man, uh, November. <laughs> I don't know what to tell we you. We talked about today at work. You're yeah, right. No- November. That's all I can tell you. Or you're uh, right. You're absolutely right, Kevin. You're absolutely right. All right. Well, hey, God. be be safe. Uh, I know you have uh, t- tough choices to make, but but you know, um, I, I just hope everything works out. And, and you know, we do have smart people working on some solutions too. So away from the circus, we have some actual people crunching numbers and putting in work in laboratories all around the world. It's a group effort. I think the smart people are going to come to the rescue. I hope so. Well, thank you. All right. There you go. You guys. Oh, thanks. Uh, Oh, she was going to say we were the best and the handsome, (laughs) the most handsome show. And we smell the best. (laughs) Maybe not me. I don't smell the best, bro. It's weird. I don't know. 
Well, I mean, I don't really have to take a bath all the time. Nah, nah, nah. Not all the time. You can conserve water. Yeah. But when you look at the tub and go, whoa, wait a minute. You just came oh, out of nowhere. Where'd you I come from? I I had a tub. <laughs> then you might need to take a bath. Or if you, um, I haven't had to buy deodorant either. That's a Man, plus. maybe I'm funky around here, bro. I don't know. I don't even know what's happening now. It's all right living with your own funk if nobody else is smelling your funk. I think it gets you more in tune with yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.